The New Orleans Pelicans are set to take on the San Antonio Spurs in the play-in tournament game Wednesday night, so... Let's hear the San Antonio Spurs perspective in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, no paywall or anything like that. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, credential member of the media, Pelicans Insider. I got a fun episode for y'all today. We got Jeff Garcia, host of Locked On Spurs, coming on today's show to give you the San Antonio Spurs perspective on this matchup. He's kind of confident. It's going to get proven wrong, hopefully. So, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com, use promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So, let's get to it. A crossover that only Locked On can bring you. So, we got two. Uh, uh, Jeff Garcia, host of the Locked On Spurs podcast. All right, joining me now on Locked On Pelicans, I got Jeff Garcia at Jeff G Spurs Zone, host of the Locked On Spurs podcast. Jeff, first and foremost, this is how you thought the Spurs season was going to end up? Uh, no, this is not exactly how I thought it would end up. I thought they'd be <laughs> circling the bottom of the barrel in the West, let alone the NBA. I, I did not expect them to exceed all expecta- any expectations. I just thought, like, just stay healthy and let these guys get minutes, and we're good. That's all I was looking for, just development. And, boy, have they really uh, surpassed expectations out in the out in San Antonio. You know, starts and begins with... Greg Popovich, you know, once again, that Spurs system just shining bright right now, able to get the best of what he has to work with. At least to start of the season, it was just basically all-star list until DeJounte got the nod. But let's just sum it up this way. They were able to surpass all expectations by starting. Now, brace yourself, everybody. This is under a Popovich watch, a 19-year-old rookie for 12 straight games. That is uncommon in San Antonio. But he had to roll what he had, and that was Josh Primo. And here they are taking on your Pelicans in the play-in game. A, a good thing to hear, though, from the players, this play-in game was a goal they set out to beginning of the season. They wanted to repeat going into the play-in. They did it last year against Memphis. They lost. Hopefully, they can advance against your Pelicans. But all in all, yeah, uh, it, I, mean, I, I give it a, a solid B-plus season, a B-plus season for the Spurs. And uh, by the way, Jake, I swear to God, I think gremlins follow me everywhere when it comes to me and technology. Yeah, sorry about that. No camera on this. I we can I cannot figure this out. Gremlins follow it's me everywhere. Good. We were trying before. It just wasn't, yeah. it wasn't working today, which is fine. But it's it's, it's kind of funny yeah. here. I don't know. Like the the image here on the screen, it's black and, and gray, black and there silver, Spurs colors. Yeah, so like right. it's yeah. kind of appropriate here, I think, for for everything. Uh, well, or that, but, or it's a, or the Spurs funeral. You know, all black. There we go. uh, Look, my audience is going to love hearing things like that. You know, I think for like both of us, right? Like this was, 
maybe a little bit unexpected at times in the season. You know, the Pels getting off to a 1-12 and start, and then kind of around the All-Star break or so, right, it looked like the Spurs were almost going to try and tank, trading right. away a guy like Derek White, you know, mm-hmm. kind of moving with, as you said, Josh Primo and some of that youth movement. And maybe it's partially being bailed out by how bad the Lakers were, both of our teams kind of getting some luck from that team just floundering down the stretch. But it's impressive to see, you know, where do you pin a lot of the credit on? Is that Greg Popovich being Greg mm-hmm. Popovich? Is that yeah. Murray being an all-star you know what was kind of the catalyst for them you know finishing the season in the way that they did Popovich I mean it starts with him and you know the the driving force on the court was DeJounte Murray I mean you saw you you know at times when Murray was out you know they would flounder they 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 didn't know you know who's gonna be the fourth general for the team late in the season a guy named Trey Jones he stepped in and did a masterful job filling in for DeJounte Murray who was out quite some games to end the season except for that Dallas Mm -hmm. game um, out in Dallas, but Murray Popovich, you know, begins with them uh, for this iteration of the Spurs. And then after that, I think it's, it, it, it was the steady play of Jakob Pertle. I think he's been an unsung hero for the Spurs throughout the season. And then Kelton Johnson, you know, coming on strong, I would say after the all-star breakish, you know, with him, the knock was whatever, you know, just slight, it's a slack off him. You'll be fine. You know, he ain't going to do anything. And then he started adding a, a three-point shot, and he's become very deadly with that. That's something your Pelicans fans are definitely going to watch in that game uh, tomorrow night uh, against the Spurs. Uh, just accurate. Just yeah, for a moment, for a moment he there, Jake, he was forty percent yeah. from three. Yeah, wow, exactly. He a was five point three attempts per game. That's like good numbers there. Yeah, yeah. So um, his late bloom, if you will, uh, really helped the Spurs. But basically, they've had a all hands on deck mentality. Uh, throughout the uh, most of the season, it was everybody needs to contribute. Everybody needs to play defense. And that's something that Popovich stressed since media day when he called out the team saying, I don't have all-stars, at least at the time before, you know, the that is not. <laughs> and I, I think they've had this bunker mentality that it's all of us. We have to get this done. It's not roll the ball out to DeMar and yay, DeMar, do what you got to do. You know, that those days are long gone. You know, it's, they need DeJounte to be DeJounte, Kelder to be Kelton, Jakob to be Jakob, uh, Devin Vassell to be Devin Vassell, Lonnie Walker to provide the punch off the bench. They need everything needs to be clicking for this team to succeed. If Lonnie's not clicking, then there's a lot of punch off the bench they lose. So it's not like, you know, the Pelicans, you could pretty much give the ball to B.I., you know, and he could do a bulk CJ, of the work. Right? Like they, CJ, they got yeah. two guys that can kind of go and do work. Yeah. Yeah. So the Spurs, you know, they they need help. Like even if DeJounte's rolling and dropping a triple double, they still need help. That's how much of a unit this team needs to be uh, getting into the plan. Is Murray healthy for this game? You know, yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah, he had fine. missed a couple of games. Yeah. Is there any concern about his health at all? No, no, no. I don't, there's no health health issues. Um, if anything, you know, it's something wishful he thinking on my part, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if anything, he addressed it. Um, at the ending of the season saying that he lost a lot of weight because of a virus he caught. He lost 8 to 10 mm-hmm. pounds. Oh, wow. Um, but he's not worried about that. He just said, look, I'll gain that weight back in the offseason. You know, I'm just focusing on the game at hand. But no, no major injuries. No, uh, you know, somebody got to watch out for me. I mean, the closest maybe is Lonnie because he was mm-hmm. out a significant time with back spasms. But even then, my sources said that he was fine after uh, the game. The, the back spasm he suffered against your Pelicans, 
that he was yeah. fine shortly thereafter. But I think all in all, I think the Spurs team is coming in close to near 100% health. And uh, yeah, I think uh, this this young team, they're hungry, Jake. They're, they are hungry. They're out to prove things. They they feel they are not given their, their due. And they feel they're well they're they the, the, this collectively this first team constantly has been saying we're better than our record shows we're better than our record shows it just took time and you and if you're a spurs fan you're loving that now they're clicking at the right time they play better on the road post all-star break they uh they went on a four-game winning streak post all-star break um they beat a nuggets team in denver they're just really clicking at the right time yeah, no, it's, I think both teams kind of are peaking and it's going to make this matchup kind of fun. Like I love the play in tournament because the stakes are like intense, right? This feels like game seven in a sense of the NBA finals, yeah. even though it's not, it really isn't. I love that both teams, you know, it's winner go home. So coming up here next to today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans, let's talk a little bit about what makes the Spurs so scary, how they got where they are, specifically with on the court stuff. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. All right, Pelicans fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. It's super easy to use. In Prize Picks, you pick two to five players in an over/under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times an NE entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers, not someone with a wall of screens, a machine learning algorithm to find the best sleepers and things like that you see the numbers and you pick above it or below it and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's really that easy and prize picks is safe and they offer fast withdrawals plus you can use it on the award-winning app that's available on both the app store and google play and prize picks offers any prop you can think of points scored rebounds steals they offer all of the star players as well as those role players only receiving a handful of minutes like herb jones if you want to go over on the steals and it's not just NBA. They have uh, MLB right now, MMA. When college football and the NFL are back, you can get in on that on Prize Picks as well. So for a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our listeners. Our listeners get fifty dollars for free if a player in your first Prize Pick entry scores a single point. But you've got to use promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available for Locked On listeners. Sign up today and use promo code NBA for $50 for free. Free money right there. If a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. So find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, whether it's live betting, you would have made a killing the live betting line against the Golden State Warriors for the Pelicans in the playoffs. When you want esports, they've got it there and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action, including the Pelicans minus five right now over at betonline.net's creeping. It started at five and a half. Now it's five. People taking the Pelicans maybe here um, could be could be the play or I guess the Spurs, which means maybe you can get some good odds on the Pelicans. So go over to betonline.net, betonline where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all wherever you get your podcast and available on YouTube. Talking with Jeff Garcia, host of Locked On Spurs. All right, so we, you kind of went over a little bit of like uh, the Spurs 
Spurs just in general, you know, to get where they are, to get to the playing mm-hmm. tournament, even at 10, as you said, they're kind of playing some of their best basketball. What's that look like on the court for the Spurs? What makes them so scary? And this is a team right. that won the season series against New Orleans 3-1. When you look at them and they're kind of, everything's working well. What's this team look like a little bit? What should Pelicans fans ex- uh, expect? Yeah, well, uh one thing that's really has them clicking right now is the fact that uh, two things that stand out. And this was really, again, going back to that whole post all-star break, that's where they really started to get uh, the gears in and in, in, in grinding and going uh, their three point attempts shot up there. They were one of the worst teams pre all-star mm-hmm. break as uh, just attempting them shot up to 33.6 a game. Another thing that I found very baffling uh, pre all-star break, was the fact that they were not getting to the free throw line as much. They were one of the worst free throw attempting teams in the league. You go, you follow that up with the post all-star break shot up now to 25.1. Now you're thinking, okay, that's still kind of a low number, but that's how bad the Sears Burrs were in that first half of the season. So the three points attempts are up. Their free throw attempts are up. I like that. That shows they're being aggressive. Maybe they're getting a little bit more respect from the uh, referees who's, not seeing them is just a bunch of kids out not, there. Not always yeah. easy for some of these yeah. teams, man. Yeah. Like, look, Falcons fans feel the same way of like, they should yeah. be having more respect from the refs. And I know like with yeah. Murray, he seems like he should be. Yeah. Yeah. And and then all in all, you know, you, you're just seeing more of a collective unit uh, from this team. You're getting contributions from a Josh Primo, a Josh, a 19 year old, the youngest player in the NBA. He's starting, started 12 straight games for the Spurs. Um, you're looking at uh, a big, key and i think it's going to be one of my two x factors heading into this game is mm-hmm. josh richardson uh considered a throw-in for the Derek white deal with yeah. austin and my goodness has he fit in so well you look at the numbers and yeah that's good you know you know he's putting up numbers he's scoring but i think it is the intangible that he's bringing to this team that was lacking before the trade was made and it is just nastiness he's a dog out there the Spurs didn't have that type of player uh, meshing with the with the team. He's not afraid to talk some trash on the court. As a matter of fact, even Josh Primo is getting bad habits from him, or this good habits. If you're a Spurs fan, <laughs> he's talking trash on the on on the court. He's he's a very physical. He is he's not afraid. He's not going to back down. And I think the Spurs, this young Spurs team, need that kind of uh, veteran on the roster. So Josh Richardson is kind of an unsung hero towards the end of the season. I think he's going to be huge for the Spurs in this playing game because he's, he's like one of their, 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 their few, very, very few veterans, like legit NBA veterans that have gotten significant time, you know, sure. Murray is a veteran, but let's not forget Murray lost the season due to injury. And for about two to three seasons, he was playing behind a guy named Tony Parker DeMar DeRozan, Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gay, Patty Mills. So now he's finally getting his time to shine. So uh, you know those valuable NBA minutes now are coming to him. All in all, this is a this is this is a very, in my opinion, uh, well, my biased opinion, it is a very dangerous <laughs> a Spurs team uh, for your Pelicans. You mentioned you know they won the season series three games. They went through all those three wins came in New Orleans too. Two of them. Two of them. Yes, yes, yeah. Two of them. Excuse me. Yeah. Two of them came in New Orleans, my mistake. So um, the Spurs have shown they can beat New Orleans in their gym. Um, they handled at least one game with CJ and BI. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see how that carries over. But no, but uh, but CJ is the one player that scares me because historically he sees silver and black jerseys and he just goes bananas. Um, 
He he's averages, got a good historical record against him. <laughs> he's no, he's done that already. He did that in Portland. Um, he averages uh, nearly 25 plus points per game in his history versus the Spurs. I mean, he just shoots the lights out. So I, I, I expect the Spurs to really try to key on him and uh, hopefully slow him down. But no, I mean, still, the Pelicans, you know, dangerous team. I mean, I look at B.I., I look at McCollum. The one man that scares me the most is Valanchunas. He's the one that really puts a little bit of fear in me. So, uh, you know, I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup in this one, right? The Jakob yeah. Pertl versus Valanchunas matchup. And yeah. I thought, at least in that um, last game in, uh, like, late March of 26, mm-hmm. that Pertle did really well against New Orleans. Like, he he's not going to win most improved player, but you could see him getting some votes in that category, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the Pelicans, he's averaging about close to two blocks a game, 1.7, and he shoots about 62% versus the Pelicans. However, in that individual matchup with Jonas, yeah, uh, Jonas takes the cake. Uh, I mean, I mean that that he just overwhelms Jakob Pertl. By the way, DeJounte Murray did admit that he is a fan of Valanchunas in the final game. Oh, interesting. Uh, I hadn't heard that yeah. yet. Okay, yeah. I like he it. Said that, yeah, uh, he said he's a fan of him. He likes his game. And that he respects his game, and he made it very, very clear that he is a big fan of big of the big man in, in New Orleans. <laughs> no, it's that, that's funny. You know, I, I was almost expecting you to mention Herb Jones right there. <laughs> that's kind of like a key matchup, I think. Right? Like you're going to see Herb Jones, who is an outside chance of making an All yeah. NBA defensive team this year, mm-hmm. matched up on him, and he's done well on him throughout the season. But one thing I noticed is, you know, uh, from looking at some of these past games and watching some of the video, even if they kind of slow down Murray, and he's had a couple of good games against New Orleans, as he's had some subpar shooting matchups against New Orleans mm-hmm. this season, he's dishing out assists. I mean, he's a walking triple, triple double, basically, almost. You know, if if he's kind of taken out of the game, do you still feel pretty confident in the Spurs and what they're going to be capable of doing in this one? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I, I'm confident in that department again, but you know, I'm not trying to you know beat a dead horse here. But again, I'm not confident with yeah, the, Jonas ma- the Jonas matchup because if you look at the head-to-head series this past season, Valanciunas averages 11 rebounds per game against the Spurs. Jakob nine. Uh, who's the leading scorer against San Antonio? It's Valanciunas. He averages close to 18 points per game versus the Spurs. Um, so it's not BI, it's not CJ. Okay, fine, it's a small sample size, but nevertheless, you know, it's really him. And I think the Spurs are gonna have to look out for him. And it's and it's just the size of New Orleans as well. It's 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 Jonas, mm-hmm. it's 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 uh, I think it's Jackson. Um, and they start Jackson Hayes yeah. right up there, so you're yeah. basically running yeah. two seven footers, including one that's like an insanely yeah. vertical kind of player, right? The length on that and and the Spurs, that's if there's a quote unquote weakness on this team, it's depth that big mm-hmm. man look. Jakob is good. He's good, but he's not a dual threat. You know, he's he's not going to create his own shot. He doesn't have even just a a midi, a midi, nothing. He has a little kind of a soft hook put shot, uh, but he doesn't really go to that. Then you go to an unproven rookie, Jock Landale, who can't shoot the lights out, you know, stretch the floor. But, you know, again, can he survive the bright lights of an elimination game? And then there's Zach Collins, who is good. But is he enough to slow down the big men that New Orleans uh, can throw out against San Antonio? Um, so I'm really looking at that paint battle. And t- in my opinion, I, I think it, it may came to come down to that. Um, can the Spurs contain the, the Pelicans big man? And uh, yeah, we'll find out, you know. Um, I know. Yeah. Uh, let, 
That's good insight on that there. You came with mm-hmm. the numbers and everything too for <laughs> for for Valanciunas, which was great. All right, coming up, we'll wrap up our conversation here with Jeff Garcia of Locked On Spurs here in next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. I work on my cars. I'm restoring an old car right now, and the only place I go for auto parts is rockauto.com. I don't go to those chain stores, and there's two around the corner from me because they're not going to have what I'm looking for. And if they do on the off chance have that part sitting in their warehouse somewhere, who knows whenever it's going to get there. I'm going to overpay because they know I'm a captive audience. They're going to charge me whatever they think is fair. But it's going to be overpriced because they're out to make a profit. Well, rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. And you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So you can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Go to rockauto.com right now. Look at their super easy to use website. You click your make your model your year. That's it. They're going to show you everything available for your car or truck. And I mean, they have everything. Motor oil, new carpet, brake parts, tail lamps. I just ordered a set of new brake pads for there. You can choose the specifications. You want like racing brake pads? You can get that. You need things that are just going to work for city driving a little bit cheaper? You can get that too. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all wherever you get your podcast, Monday through Friday. No paywall, anything like that. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Talking to Jeff Garcia at Jeff G Spurs Zone, host of the Locked on Spurs podcast. So we both feel that like these teams have kind of overachieved in mm-hmm. a sense, you know. Uh, so I think this is a pretty even matchup. And, you know, you, you you mentioned it before, I think, in the last segment here, where Spurs have the season series. It's it's 3-1 in favor of San Antonio. But I, there's only been really one game where it's almost like the Pelicans at full strength and the like mm-hmm. Pelicans, as we've seen them kind of peak at the end of the season. The numbers have been saying, you know, they were seventh in offense since February, eighth in defense, seventh at net rating you know do you think that's going to maybe play a factor in there or are you confident that as a whole the San Antonio defense is going to be able to at least slow down Brandon Ingram or CJ McCollum or are you kind of worried potentially if it's a close game in the fourth quarter knowing you have those two shot creators out there yeah I'm a little worried defensively because defensively the Spurs slid a little bit towards the end of the season um uh, you know you you saw individual players just have uh, career nights cat with 60 plus uh, 60 points on San Antonio. Uh, and then his teammate, Ant Anthony Edwards just explodes. Uh, in one of the last games, um, against San Antonio, uh, give giving up leads. That's one thing they, they tend to this, this young Spurs team does. They give up leads easily. Um, and they take their foot off the gas. They still haven't matured enough to where they can just, take out a team they, you know where they go full bane and break back men's back yeah just they, just yeah just basically go right in the beginning yeah. and just never let up yeah exactly they they still lack that ability so i wouldn't be surprised to see their defense slip during this game uh but they just kind of been a middle of the pack a defensive team you know their defensive rating this year uh was 112.0 and that was 16 out of 30 teams 
So they're right in the middle, you know. So that's, mm-hmm. they're not that they're, they're good. They're not bad. They're just there. Uh, offensively, yeah. <laughs> is where they sh- you know, offensively is where they shine. I think uh, off. I don't worry about them on offense. I just worry them on defense. But you know, I know the old adage: you throw uh, the regular season out the window. You know, it's a brand new season. But if we're looking at the numbers, you know, from the uh, regular season matchups, Spurs outscored the Pelicans one thirteen per game mm-hmm. to one hundred nine per game. Uh, rebounds were about even. Each had forty five. Now, this is one thing I need the Spurs to really, really do. They were one of the best teams at keeping turnovers down to a minimum. And they, uh, Jake, they had a string of 10 straight games as well of playing clean basketball where they committed less fou- fewer fouls than their opponent. So, and that came in late. And so that to me was a sign, okay, they're, 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 they're understanding each other. They're, they're getting the game. They're learning the NBA game it's like the sign of like a well-coached team, right? As you mentioned, right. they're fifth best when it comes to not turning the ball over. That feels right. like a lot of Greg Popovich in some, mm-hmm. you know, in that same with the fouling, right? Like they're just, right. that's why you never count this Spurs team out. I remember we did the, yeah. the, the big crossover right around the NBA trade deadline or the all-star weekend. I forget which it was. And we were talking about it. And it's like, I don't want to rule the Spurs out. I don't think I ever want to rule the Spurs out because of things like that, because right. Greg Popovich is there on the sideline coaching these guys up incredibly well yeah yeah and you, you know you look at the, the individual players and yeah they're they're good solid kids out there in san antonio but it's the guy on the sidelines that's putting it all together uh credit him too the whole season he was just very patient very patient now were there a couple games where you know maybe he lost his cool a bit with these young kids yes but for all in you know everything you know that this man went through in a real true coaching season he remember he started his career with David Robinson. Then he followed there with Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. And then he had LMA and Kawhi and Demar. This was his first real season coaching the uh, uh, young Spurs <laughs> team. So, you know, not a bad job considering these are all late first no. round picks. You know, uh, their highest pick uh, in recent memory was is a was an eighteen year old Josh Primo. Uh, you know, I, I think he's he has been the glue that has been keeping this team together and i i you know i i look at him and i'm like man you know i know the the curtain is going to be falling on his career soon but who i mean you know this is what he can do with a starless team and if he gets one more season with them uh and draft picks that they got coming up and a bunch of money to spend in the offseason yeah (laughs) i I think he may be back for one more go round. but as far as this a game uh tomorrow night yeah I, I look at these two teams and they're close to evenly matchup. You know, you look, I think there was only one big blowout. Was it by you guys? I think that was the, yeah. The, that was, yeah. Stuck yeah. into last game. The the yeah. third one in the series was the only one that was like massive either way right. this year. Yeah. They, they've been close games. I think what 10 points. Uh, what is that? On mm-hmm. the February 12th matchup, 124, 114 yep. Spurs. And then the March 26th one, 107, 103. So it was uh, right down to the end. And New Orleans yeah. had the lead till they kind of blew it away, basically. Right. Yeah. By the way, you know, I got to ask you any word on Zion? Anything that, that that's just not going to happen? Or he's not no. playing in this game. I, he's okay. not going to play in this game. Um, for, uh, listeners, I will talk more about this in tomorrow's show. He's playing five on five. Um, he wants to play, but I, I cannot see a world based on what I've heard and I'll elaborate more in tomorrow. I got to tease ahead, right? I got to make them listen tomorrow here with some of some of this, um, based on what I've heard, how he's looked in those five on fives. No, I can't, 
it maybe who knows but like no he's he's not playing all right all right perfect good yeah <laughs> because i think one of the rare games he's ever played didn't he go ballistic on san antonio like he's just the, knocking the first down three yeah his that was the his his nba debut in the smoothie king center in new orleans where he yeah. hit four straight threes after first start greg popovich starts doubling him whenever he gets the ball because pop isn't going to let zion go off in his first right. you know his professional nba debut on espn the dude's a pretty good coach and mm-hmm. doubles him every time so forces him out of the paint he can't get anything going he takes a three makes it and it's like oh okay sure takes another one you don't really want him to and that makes it he hit four straight threes and place went ballistic basically mm-hmm. i remember that yeah and while i was sitting down watching and just crying and the spurs but, still won yeah the spurs still won <laughs> but no one of the little key things to watch uh with this young spurs team they got better towards the end of the season but um it was the um among the spurs fan base it was the infamous third period or the ending of the third period uh jake it didn't matter if this team was down just a single point at, at trying into the uh fourth por- period I would say for 70 of the 82 games, uh, the Spurs had lost every single game, every single game. Um, okay. And then and then it got it got corrected towards the end of the season where I think they finally won one. I believe I don't have the number on me. I think they're like they've only won three games this entire season when they're trailing after the third. So that is very interesting about like yeah put your feet on the gas and don't let up. And if you can yeah. kind of get that lead, maybe you can carry it through to the fourth quarter. No, that's, that's a great number and something uh-huh. to kind of keep an eye on. So it could be one of those games where whoever makes like the right adjustments comes out right. strong in the third quarter. Yeah. And it's going to really I, have a big advantage. And I think we we're overlooking the, this matchup, you know, the Popovich, Willie green. Uh, I mean, oh, look, I don't know about young. that. Like, I don't, I, I, I think Popovich has the edge there. And again, <laughs> there's a, a reason bit. I don't like to rule yeah. out the Spurs, you know, on, on yeah. anything. I, I, you know, in Pop, we trust basically when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, but it's going to be a fun one. Look, it, it's an even matchup. New Orleans per betonline.net favored by five, five and a half, depending on mm-hmm. the, the moment that you're looking at it, um, which probably means Brandon Ingram's healthy. And I think we're going to see mm-hmm. a full complement of everyone in this one. And right. it's just fun to have a basketball game that has like such high stakes with this and people are going to be really excited for it. And that's kind of why I love the playing tournament because we wouldn't be doing this otherwise and we wouldn't all be excited. So this is going to be a lot of fun, I think, on Wednesday night. Yeah, and, and the playing tournament is just more than just a, a tournament. It, you know, I, I was a, I had a chance. Uh, the NBA invited me to chat with the uh, competition committee uh, representative from them, oh, and I asked them. Yeah. And I asked, I asked the guy. I was like, "Hey, NBA guy, um, do you have any numbers? <laughs> you know, or some sort of data that suggests that maybe this play-in game is more than just a game? That it's a developmental tool." And, and I was shocked when he was just like an open book with me. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "As a matter of fact." He goes, I've talked to the Spurs. As a matter of fact, they told me they see this as a developmental tool. So I think this is just the, the idea of the playing game goes beyond the elimination game. The excitement of that, you know, it's it's very useful. Look at Memphis. Yep. Memphis used that playing That's game. That's a great just, point. Yeah, catapulted them into what they are now. Um and I think the Spurs see it the same way, you know, and I also, you know, for a team that's pretty much starting all over again in their franchise history, it was San Antonio. I think you have to take these little baby steps, you know, uh, for them, you know, it's, you know, getting smacked up for a good chunk of the season with the, which they did this year and then finally getting it clicking at the right time, which they did and then earning themselves a, a, a spot in the plan. And I think this is just 
part of this Spurs path now. Um, you know, they, they're starting all over again. And, hey, if the play-in catapults them into uh, where they were before, I I'll take it, you know. and um, But Spurs fans are definitely impatient, though, you know. When, <laughs> when, when you have no, TD it's... and Kawhi and LMA and DeMar, and then you go to, at least for a while, an all starless team, yeah, that, that they, they get impatient fast. Yeah, no, I, I hadn't thought of it in terms of like a developmental tool and the extra preparation that these young guys on both of our teams are going to yeah. go through. I think it's something that, as you said, maybe it helps you kind of get on that Memphis trajectory, which we would both love. So, Jeff, mm -hmm. I appreciate you taking the time. Good luck to the Spurs here. Everyone yes, go sir. give them a follow. It's at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget pregame party at rusty nail thank you boot crew media and pels 12 for putting this on i will be there then walking up with y'all to the game on wednesday don't forget tune in tomorrow a little bit on zion how's he doing in five on five what about the key matchup as i mentioned in this one between herb jones and Dejounte murray i have the numbers on the individual matchups from the four regular season games looking forward to it we're going to preview the game in tomorrow's episode of locked on pelicans as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and we'll be back with y'all then